Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect, we're finally getting to Drake London, wide receiver from USC, six foot three, two hundred nineteen pounds. And to talk about Mr. London is my very special guest, Kane Fassell of the Debbie Marketplace. Kane, how are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. I got, I'm excited to talk one of my, probably one of my favorite players in this draft. So so it's uh, it's nice to talk Drake London. I know, I feel like the Drake London hive has like, like 10X'd from at the beginning of, of the college football season to now. Right. I feel like oh, that definitely. hive has just exploded. Yeah. There was like a small handful before the season. And now it's, yeah, it's mostly everybody, it seems like. So, yeah. It's kind of, kind of nice. Well, I mean, he had a hell of a season. It's, it's worth, worth, True. you know, he's, he's earned it. So, going to quickly go through his recruiting profile. He was a two, four star from the 2019 class of 2019, the 247th ranked overall, 35th ranked receiver. Had offers from USC, Arizona, Arizona State, California, and Colorado, amongst others. And he ultimately chose to go to USC, where his freshman year, he had 39 catches for four, 567 yards, five touchdowns. Last year, we don't count that year because COVID. In 2021, he did have 88 grabs for 1,084 yards, seven touchdowns, and only eight games. It doesn't even feel like he played eight games. It felt like he played like five. So it was he had a hell of a season last year in a very, very limited amount of time. All right, Kane, what traits and attributes does London possess do you think will make him successful in the NFL? Here's the first thing that we have to combat a little bit, right? Um, for, for people that, that tend to just watch highlights, right? And I think highlights are, are a little important, right? Because they do show the, the explosivity of, yeah. of a player, right? How explosive a player is, right? When you see someone like Drake London, he's not necessarily the most explosive player. Right. And and the issue when someone isn't like super fast and explosive on film compared to other guys that we've seen in the past, right? Devonta Smith compared to Jamison Williams compared to right Rashad Bateman, who was running like four three, right? That's not necessarily Drake London's game. Right. And he he has a game that is a bit slower than those guys. I think he's still a relatively fast wide receiver, um, but he can win with a variety of different moves, right? And he wins at the line of scrimmage. And when you win at the line of scrimmage, you no longer have to depend on just speed to continue to win your route. Um, so I, I think the benefit of, of someone like Drake London, though, is a lot of people are going to think that all he does is just catch contested catches because that's all they see the highlights for, Right. Because, yeah, he made some right. incredible contested catches <laughs> this season. Like, out of those 88 catches, probably like, you know, there are probably like 20, 30 of them that were relatively contested. Um, and he just, because he can jump over everyone, right? He, he has an incredible right. vertical and he's just tall. He's huge. <laughs> yeah. So, right. When we're talking about a guy that's 6'4, six, 6'5, six, we're talking about like Mike Evans level player right with with mike evans height with mike evans size with his length um so yeah he does ha can have some contested catchability right but the issue is people only see those and they're like oh he's a contested catch wide receiver he's not he he can run an entire route tree um and he he 
the catch-all term that people have, right, is is route running. Well, is he a good route runner? And people think that that route running always equals separation. And in in some essences, yes. Some parts of route running deal with how you create separation. But Drake London can create separation in a variety of different ways, right? He uses his head both to fake both inside and outside when he's do, using choice routes. He can sink his hips really well when he's going inside and outside on his breaks, right? So he does so many things really, really well that if you're just watching highlights, you're not really looking at those, right? Um, because you're just seeing him get off the line of scrimmage and he's going, you know, 30 yards down the field. How far can Keaton Slovis throw it? Like 33, maybe 35. Like, so he's going like 35 yards <laughs> down the field to, to catch a pass, right? Um, and, and made some incredible catches over his time at USC. But overall, right, those are the traits that I'm looking for is how well can he separate? And, and the question is, is where is he separating, right? The thing with, the, with Drake London is he's already separating off the line of scrimmage. Right, he's already working to get that separation right. to set up the next part of the route, um, and not everyone does that. And I think that's the first thing I look for. It, and Drake London does it really, really well. Um, so I think all of those that that has all of those things right that have have come into this catch-all of route running, um, because no, one, there's a lot of people that that don't want to like describe the nuances, so they just call it route running. Um, Drake London is good at that you would think that a guy of his size would struggle like against the press and again off the line, but he is really elusive. He avoids contact. He, and then he runs pretty darn good routes, you know, especially for his size. But I think yeah. what one thing that impressed me most was he always got open. Like he always seemed to know the spot in the zones where he could find um, when the quarterback would scramble, he was always working back to the ball and he was always open. I, it's just, I think that's very underrated part of his game. And then he's a nasty blocker. Like he just, he's not afraid to hit people, not afraid to you know, just pop a guy and run blocking. He would just knock people over. So I really like, I just, I thought he's a really tough, good player. And I, there's a lot to like about him. So yeah, I think he didn't, he wasn't asked to run a lot of routes, but what he did run was great, you know, and he's, he's like you said, you see the contested catches, which he's obviously very good at. But there was a, I mean, he caught, what was, there was a game this year where he caught, I think it was like 16 balls or something. It was stupid. I can't remember what game it was, of course. I watched too much game, too much film, I think. So I, I love all of that. So is there anything you see that could hold him back, though? Like anything that gives you a pause or concern? Um, so he, here's here's the thing, right? So people are like, well, sure, he only played six games in 2020, but like what was the difference between 2020 and 2021? Right. And this is the biggest thing that that will probably hold back Drake London for the remainder of his career is terrible coaching. Right. Like the difference between 2020 and 2021 is that in 2020, you had a guy in Drake London that was six, four over 200 pounds and you were playing him in the slot. Right. That's a problem. Um, Especially when you had Amon Ross St. Brown, who does better in the slot as we've now found out with the Detroit Lions, right? right? He can work both inside and outside. (laughs) So like those two could have almost switched positions and the offense would have been better. Right. So um, I think poor coaching, poor play calling, poor offensive line play, all of these things kind of led Drake London to, you know, for 
him to be a little lackluster. Um, but as soon as he fully moved outside, like he just absolutely crushed it, right? That's where we saw this season with 88 catches in eight games. And he got hurt in one of them, right? Like that's right. that's the wild part, right? He didn't even play. It's like, what? when did he get hurt? I want to say like second quarter. So it was like eight and a half or seven and a half I games. I don't remember. Right? So I I think he's very, very talented. I think coaching um, will, will kind of, hold him back more more than anything right yeah as far as weaknesses i, did, I didn't have a whole lot um just that I, I do like how he gets off off of the snap but he does come off a little bit high sometimes and he takes a little bit of time to build up speed you know but that's typical with a guy at six four you know <laughs> it's not like it's times he didn't use his hands well enough on the deep throws but i mean we saw it more often than not that he did so uh, it's not not a concern by any means i don't think so yeah, the, right. the only the only other thing, right? Is, my, go ahead. The only other thing, right, is is that sometimes he doesn't attack if he's doing kind of an underneath route, right? When we're talking about like a curl, when we're talking about a quick slant, things like that. Those first couple steps are really, really important because you want to attack vertically with speed, right? And sometimes, like you said, the the get off the line right. isn't as quick, so the separation isn't as great as it could be. Um, because that acceleration just isn't as good as someone right like Jameson Williams, who's incredibly fast, like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, right? Those sort of guys. He doesn't right. have like the get off of those guys, um, and and sometimes that's because he doesn't attack with speed up fully up the field first. Um, so that that's kind of one of those those other knocks too. I think sometimes he can kind of round his routes a little bit instead of making clear crisp cuts but again we're dealing with a guy that's six four right 200 some pounds so right. it's a little bit more difficult for him to make those really crisp clean cuts that we're used to like john dotson making because he, you know he's five eight and a half all right then as far as the mock draft database has drake london pretty much got him mocking in the first round uh seeing eight to the falcons uh 13 to the browns by pro football focus and audacity sports uh, Action Network also has him going to the rounds. I was hoping to see one of Shane's on here. Usually Shane has one on here pretty like pretty recently, but pretty much everybody's got him going middle of the first round, um, up to thirty to the Chiefs. Is there any team you'd really like to see him land on? Or I guess now, like the Packers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Devontae Adams just got traded, so like I'd love that. Um, but but <laughs> I think that would be one. I think. You know, this is this is a draft with a lot of X receivers, right? So it has to be someone that right. clearly needs an X receiver. And for fantasy, I want him to have 130 targets, right? I want him to have a ton of targets. Um, so it has to be in an offense that that's going to throw that much. So I don't want him to go to Cleveland. And um, that would no, oh, yeah, definitely. Anyone going to Cleveland kills the value. <laughs> kiss of death <laughs> it really is um so i think the packers would be nice i think i think the jets if he somehow gets to the second round i think the jets would be a really really nice landing spot i think anyone going to the chiefs would be cool oh he's yeah i think i've mocked every wide receiver i've had on this show to the chiefs so yeah but obviously the packers are the big one now i would assume they're getting the raiders first round pick too I haven't seen the deal yet, but I'm sure yeah, they're going to get a couple. Think. 
I would think that when they re-signed Rodgers, they said, hey, we're going to grab you a couple of receivers in the draft. He sure as hell hope so. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of a cop-out, but yeah. And then as far as rookie drafts, where, where are you targeting Drake at? Um, you know, I think he he's at about my 108 right now. I'm 107, 108 right in there. Um, I don't have him as a tier one wide receiver. I only have like a wide receiver and a half in the tier one. And I I don't know if I feel like Traylon Burks is a tier one wide receiver. Uh, I've kind of been battling that with myself for, for months at this point. But when it comes to value, I think I think Drake is Drake London is going to be right. In, probably right at that 107 mark. I would guess maybe a little higher yeah. depending on what, what the quarterback landscape looks like um, with these rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. If a bunch of them fall, he could creep up a little bit. You know, I yep. still think I want the three running backs before him, but yeah, uh, he's right after that though. I think so. Yeah, He has that feel of like, I could draft these running backs. And if he, we don't hear like immediate blurbs of him doing really well in training camp that I can just like trade, one of these running backs for Drake London plus it feels like almost. Oh, yeah. um, so I think that that's probably a, a smart move is to get some of those running backs just because the value gain is, is more immediate. All right. Thank you, Kane. Thank you very much for hopping on, man. It's great to talk about Drake London. Finally, you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and find what you're working on these days. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Debbie underscore Kane. Um, you can always uh, see me over on the Devi Marketplace channel, podcast channel. Um, you can find me on the Devi Marketplace Discord, which we now have, you know, just under 500 people just talking constantly. I know, Dwight, you're in it. It gets, it gets, <laughs> yeah, it, you're, it fills up your phone fast. But oh, yeah. it's, it's great because it's, it's a free resource for dynasty redraft devi c2c like all of these places where people have like really specialized interests and can come in and and talk about those things right a lot we have quite a few of the guys from c2c in there to to help answer questions as well so right. it, it's it's absolutely a blast it's it's so great um, to have that free resource where you know it, it's you see a lot of free resources that kind of you know get taken advantage of a little bit you know what i mean like um, and yeah, this doesn't yeah. seem like it's one of those. Um, so it's, it's really, no, really great um, to have all those people in there. And we have an absolute blast. Um, so you can find me over there. And you can also find me on Dynasty Wall Street on the uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator Network um, on that podcast that comes out once a week. Yeah, the Discord's a lot of fun. If you're looking for a league, if you're looking for just some advice, you know, there's a lot of things on there you can do. So, all right, you can find this podcast on Daily Draft RPRT. Find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ. I work at Dynasty Nerds and Campus to Canton. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will talk to you Monday. Bye.